Hi, this is Angie Meadows, and this is the Rocker Recovery, and this is... Brian, hey. Hi, we're going to give you the recovery from a wounded heart today. We want you to be able to take that same emotional wound that we had last time and to be able to totally flip it around and recover from it. And this is an emotional maturity skill. It's a spiritual maturity skill that you have to learn and have to be able to practice and grow in it. Yeah, it's not going to come easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, work, work, work. yeah, it's like flipping that that nonsense in your head on its on its head and telling it what it will think and what it won't think. Yeah. And so we want to be able to screen share with you. Or if you're on the Angie Jean Meadows YouTube, you will be able to see this. If you're not and you would like to print it out for your group, it is on enablersjourney.com. It's also Rocker Recovery Podcast. So welcome today. And we're going to start with the exact same wound that we had last week. Uh, and we're going to recover from this wounded spirit. Uh, the same emotional wound, whatever that wound was that you were thinking last week, I want you to think of that same emotional wound, except this time we're going to reframe our thinking. We're going to intentionally forgive. We're going to think good thoughts. We're going to have compassion on our enemies. We're going to stay in the present. We're going to seek recovery and we're going to learn to rest. We're going to rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Yeah. You want to kick us off with the introduction? All right. <laughs> it is vital to recognize our wounds and seek restorative healing. The goal is acceptance and peace. Then we can use our energy to remove ourselves from the people and places that keep us in chaos. Wounds cause exaggerated emotions and foolish emotions. If indulged, take over our lives. Yep. Learning not to indulge destructive negative thinking is a skill that we must cultivate. We must have the truth of right thinking to direct our path. In this lesson, we will discuss some ways to heal from our wounds and set our feet firmly on solid ground. Without sober emotions, relapse is dangerously close. Be patient with yourself. It takes time to conquer poor habits. Yes, and now the next lesson will be we'll be talking about that emotional sobriety and how when we're emotionally sober and relationally sober, that can complement the being chemically sober and now we can undergird our life with a rock foundation. Yeah. But as long as we have uh, emotional uh, drunkenness, emotions that are controlling us, it, it's just it's something that drives us to uh, medicate it to stop it, to slow it down. Yeah. So the lesson here today is do not take a wound inside of yourself, but instead use it as a springboard for growth. Yeah, let's let's look at that emotional wound. Okay. Okay. Emotional wound is a, a vulnerable to be wounded by people or circumstances. So I advise you to live according to your new life in the Holy Spirit. Then you will not be doing what your sin, sinful nature craves. Galatians 5.16. My weak nature has a meltdown with a wound and I indulge anxiety and fear and end, and, up, and end up in, in confusion. confusion. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same wound as in the wounded heart cycle. But today we will take a, we will take back our identity and respond in the spirit and not in the flesh. What would your life look like if you rejected this wound as if it never happened? Well, think about that. Mm. Think about if, if your parent had never left you, if you'd never been given up adoption, if you'd never been in foster care, yeah. if you'd never been molested, if your loved one had never died, if you've never lost that baby, if you had never been raped, you know, if these things that drive your addiction and those emotions, those um, 
out of control, scary, fearful emotions, helpless emotions, what would your life look like if you had never had that one? Because what we're going to do is we're going to unravel this to the point that when you get to the end of it, it's going to feel like you're talking about somebody else. Yeah. Because when I talk about my past, I don't even feel like I ever experienced that. I am so healed. I am so far along with the Lord that I feel like I'm telling you a story of somebody else's life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I want you to be that healed. I want your mind to be that renewed. So the first yeah. thing we're going to do to get that is we're going to reframe our thinking with the truth. So now I'm no longer going to speak to myself with nonsense and noise and allow that noise to repeat itself. But I'm going to speak truth to myself. So I'm going to name my suffering. I'm going to state the facts. Yes, this happened. Yes, that happened. Yes, this was wrong. It was definitely wrong. And, and what happened to me was wrong. And it was it was not fair. Yeah. And, and there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm going to consider the present sufferings are not worthy to be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in me in Romans 8, 18. So I want the glory of God to come on me, to be in me, to be able to prepare me for what he has for me to be able to walk out this life in Christ. So what is the truth? Who was your offender? And is there anything you could have done differently to stop or correct the situation? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there's just not. There's not. No. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, especially our age, if we were too yeah. young. I mean. There's just there's just nothing you could have done to have changed it. Uh, you were a victim. Yes. Absolutely. So so you've got to learn how not to be a victim. Right. So let's let's do number three. OK. Uh, purpose to forgive. Forgiveness is an act of your will, not your emotions. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. We were just talking about that. But if you do not forgive men, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. Forgiveness does not mean trusting this person again, nor does it mean making myself available to be abused. It is a, it is a conscience and repeated choice to forgive every time I sense bitterness. I do this out of obedience, not because I feel like it. Eventually my emotions follow and I will have no animosity uh, from the past abuse situation, forgiveness sets me free. That's right. And we'll me. have, we'll have a lesson yes. and, a, and a couple of lessons on forgiveness to really work through what forgiveness looks like. Yeah. And sometimes it takes, it takes work. It takes months of, over and over. Yeah. Over. Feeling. And what you have to do is you have to feel, Oh, there it is again. Uh, what, what do I need to do? Well, I need to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you, if you don't, um, pull it up out of your subconscious thinking. It just kind of rumbles and rolls around it and, and it keeps like stabbing you and, yeah, and festering. Uh, yeah. It, um, yeah. <laughs> so let's think good thoughts. Let's declare war on negative self-defeating thoughts. The yeah. weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. Mm. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish and pull down strongholds. Yeah. We demolish arguments, which means we cast down imaginations and every pretension, every high thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to be obedient to Christ in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6. So this takes purposeful planning. This takes not just letting all my thoughts run like little rabbits, all my, all my passive thinking, but the, to take dominance over my passive thinking and yeah. not let it rule me. So this lets me see differently 
see myself differently and it empowers me to change. Now let's take this mountain of depression and make it move. So I'm going to work through some of the negative things that I might hear myself say, and Ryan's gonna work through changing these words. Changing the words. Yeah, so I want you to practice this with yourself. I want you to practice writing down the noisy, passive, um, painful thinking that you have and then work on changing it. Yes. So I can't do anything right. I can do whatever needs to be done. If I fail, I can try again. I mess everything up. I can be patient with myself. You will never amount to anything. I can make a plan and be kind to myself and learn from failure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we can reshape our failures into just disappointments. Yeah. I think that's cool. I heard that once and I thought, man, that's cool. Because, you know, sometimes it's just a disappointment. It's not really a big, full-blown failure. Right. It can be if I let it snowball. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. I am unlovable. I can learn to love myself. So there are two selves. There's the selfish self mm -hmm. and there's a sanctified self. Mm -hmm. I want you to engage a sanctified self where you can love yourself in a holy way, in a way that you do what's good for you. That's good. I have been told I'm not even worth the value of the food that I eat. Mm. I am infinitely valuable in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So I put this statement in there for someone, probably one of you that's an anorexic who was told this. And I tried to take it out. And the, the Holy Spirit was strong on that saying that I'm not even worth the value of the food I eat. So if someone has told you that lie, I want you to know it's a lie. Right. And I want you to renounce it right now in Jesus name and just Jesus. cast, just cast it to the ground. Right. I am infinitely, infinitely, infinitely valuable in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yes. So ruminating and stressing over the past. Staying in the present to enjoy every moment. So a lot of times I replay, I hit that replay button of noisy stuff and he said and she said and they did and mm -hmm. I should have said and what did I, why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that? Yep. But, it, and so I miss everything that's at, at my feet, everything yep. that could be enjoyable. I miss maybe playing a game with my children. Instead, I'm so tied up with the noise that's in my head that when somebody speaks to me kindly, I'm snippy because they're interrupting this noise. Right. Right. Or they become part of that noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. And you put it on them. I know. Yeah. So if I've done that to you, please come back to me and tell me. I can tell you I'm sorry. So Yeah, yeah. So I have to be aware that when I'm letting passive thoughts go, that they're usually tormenting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So boundaries with those who are abusive or unsafe. Number one. Number one. I can be patient, kind, and very firm. Mm -hmm. And I can emotionally distance myself. I can hide myself. I can be quiet and refuse to escalate the problem. Ooh, or I can just walk away. I love that one. Oh, yeah. I love that one. I use that a lot. <laughs> you, you know. Uh, but not, not too bad because sometimes <laughs> that could be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. So my husband and I, years ago, um, we decided that we would not discuss something if it was highly emotionally charged. Oh, that's good. That we would walk away until mm. we had had control over our emotions, and mm. then we would come back and discuss it. And, and sometimes we would discuss it the next day, and we'd still be emotionally charged. So we'd go back, we both pray. Now, now we didn't build three days, take two or three days and build an arsenal of weapons against the other one. We took right. two or three days and searched our hearts as to mm -hmm. what we needed to repent for, what we needed to lay on the altar, what part, whether it was 
2%, 5% or 50% or 90% that we needed to confess. Right. And we needed to say, Hey, this is on me. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. And then when we came back, there was the, the, the discussion was a discussion from love and mm -hmm. not from a, not right. from exaggerated emotions. And probably half of it already lost its power. Anyway. It did. It did. Or most of it. Did. Yeah. Sometimes it just didn't matter anymore. It, yeah. Life happened and it was yeah. so much worse. <laughs> so more things just to deal with. Just an apology to each other and yeah. move on. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on. So have compassion on your enemies. This breaks their tormenting power over your thought life. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them to despitefully use you and persecute you in Matthew 544 and this is something i do whether i feel like it or not and this is for me it's not for them that's right and so if i can't bless someone mm -hmm. i haven't finished my forgiveness yet and i need to keep working on forgiving them and so keep a short list of your offenses that's done to you and offenses that you have done review this list every evening and ask for forgiveness or forgive mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'll lay up on my bed at night and I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I need to call them tomorrow. <laughs> I need to send them a text. I need to say, I'm sorry. You know, I dismissed you too quick or something like that. Yeah. And, and and I want to always go to bed with a clear conscience because yeah. otherwise I wake up and I've got a little brewing stuff that's made me dirty for the day that I've, I'm, that's going to come out some other way. Yeah. So I can do this with another person or on my own. This can be done through journaling. It is a simple act which can free me from carrying this burden of the day. If the burdens come up again, I can remind myself to let it go again. And tomorrow I can start with a clean slate. Yeah. So let's stay in the present, Ryan. All right. Number six. Stay in the present. How do I do this? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6, 34. I refuse to worry, fretting or anxiety, and I place my full attention on whatever task is at hand. Just because nonsense enters, entered my head and does not mean that it does not mean I have to entertain it. I can use my willpower to kick it out and replace it with something worthwhile. Listening to pleasant music while I do dishes or clean is refreshing. Learning something new can stop the negative. Ruminating. Ruminating. Oh, <laughs> yeah, ruminating. ruminating. Yeah, that's what sheep do. They have four different stomachs and mm. they they uh, chew their food and it goes down and then they bring it back up and they chew it again. It Ooh. goes down. So the Lord wants us to ruminate on scripture. Okay. He wants us to chew on it okay. and then let it digest in this stomach and mm -hmm. then bring it back up and chew on it some more and let it go down again. And by the time you get to the end of the day of focusing on the verse that you, the Lord gave you that mm -hmm. morning, well, you've turned it around into a prayer and now you've turned it around to pray it over your friends. And now you've turned it around to speak life into you because the word of God is life. It's living, it's breathing. And now it's transformed you. And, and a lot of times I'll get a little piece out of it. I'll get a little piece of revelation that I didn't have yeah. in the morning. That's mine uh, because I ruminated on scripture, but that, that's the same thing. If you ruminate on your problems, Yeah. if you ruminate on your problems, they're going to go down and they're going to make you sick. Mm -hmm. And so the shepherd always goes and he cleans out the nasty stuff out of the field that he doesn't want the sheep to eat. So if you don't go through and clean out that nasty stuff in your head, mm -hmm. you're yeah. going to be eating that all day. And you got to clean out your closet. And you're going to be sick. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we've talked about taking out the trash mm. and then making sure it's hauled off. Because yep. <laughs> if you don't haul it off, you have to pick it up again. Yeah, we want it. We, <laughs> we, we, we can't do that. Yep. Life's too short. We can't pick, keep messing, pushing trash That's around. Right. <laughs> so I want you to seek your recovery. Recovery means deliverance deliver me lord deliver me i sought the lord and he answered me he delivered me from all of my fears the angel of the lord encamps round about those who fear him and he delivers them the righteous cry out and the lord hears them and he delivers them out of all their troubles so right there do you see that what am i supposed to do i'm supposed to seek the seek lord the lord and then i'm supposed to ask him to deliver me from all my fears and then i'm supposed to see with spiritual eyes the angel of the lord has camped around me but but it's because i'm fearing the lord that's right because i'm trusting him and fearing the lord just means reverencing the lord trusting him and then if it's still junky i'm crying out god if you don't do this it's not gonna get done and you know i've done that before and i literally have felt a presence lift off of me and uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, but it's happened a couple of times. <laughs> I get down under this oppression and, and, and I know it's, a, it's a, a, a demonic oppression because I can't get over it. Yeah. I mean, no matter how many days I work through it, a uh, you know, month, two months, three months, it just keeps coming up, coming up and coming up. So if you've got something that's so powerful that it just, you can't unlock it and get free from it, then you need deliverance. And the deliverance for me came when I sat down and uh, highlighted all the scriptures in the psalm that said, deliver, deliver me, deliverance that would apply to my situation. And I prayed them day in and day out. And then finally, I was just, I just cried out and I just said, Lord, if, if you don't take this away from me, I, I'm not going to be free. And that's when I felt it lift off me and I was free. I was free. So there's a lot of junk that's happened to us that's uh, bound us uh, into uh, oppressive oppressive attitudes, oppressive spirits, whatever you want to call them that, that kind of dominate us. And we want to make sure that, that, um, we just ask the Lord to deliver us. Sometimes this stuff's too powerful. Oh, yeah. it, it's too big. Yeah. I mean, if you're stuck in addiction and, and man, you want free and you can't get free, it's time to start crying out for that deliverance. Oh, we have to have help. We can't do it on our own. Yeah. It's time to start crying out. Okay. So number eight, rest for anyone who enters God's rest also rests ceases from his own work just as god did from his hebrews 4 10 if you aren't resting you're doing your own work whoa Ooh. talk about that talk about the anxiety you know if you're if you're not resting you're feeling anxious right oh yeah you're, yeah i'm anxious and i'm um I, i'm living in the flesh and if i'm doing my own work i'm mm -hmm. not I, i'm not trusting in the god in, in yeah god. there you go I'm, I'm 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 relying solely on me and and mm -hmm. me ryan it, he messes everything up every time and <laughs> i don't believe that but okay <laughs> well without the help of the Lord, there you go there you go yeah. yeah yeah so if you are not resting and resting means you're just peaceful you're calm if you're fretting if you're worrying if you're anxious then i want you to know you're doing your own work and and just cast it cast your care on the lord because he cares for you yeah. Yeah. And so how do you do that? How do you, you violently throw it. <laughs> you yeah. violently throw it out. Just throw it out. This is obviously yeah. too big for me. Cast it away. Yeah. It's taken my piece. It's yeah. not worth yeah. it. I'm done. You're done with it. And just 
throw it over. Take it all over. Yeah, there it is. Take it from me. There it is. Yeah, that's the way you do it. And and that's after you've looked at it, after you've learned from it, after you're, you're like, I can't do anything with it. I can't fix it. I yeah. can't I can't bring back those years. I can't I can't patch that up. So the exercise I want you to do today is to think of the past wound that has hindered your growth and work through these eight steps. Uh, let's go back through them and review real quick. You you pick figure out what that emotional wound is that you want to work through. And then I want you to reframe your thinking state the facts about it then i want you to purpose forgive and just start thinking some good thoughts good thoughts yeah start looking at how could this have made me a better person how could this have made me stronger how could this have helped me in my walk in life start turning that negative self-talk around and using boundaries with abusive people and have some compassion compassion will hold that ground that enemy ground when you've forgiven them you know, if you can use compassion or courage or mercy, now you can hold that ground for yourself so that they can't come back and keep wounding you over and over again. Mm. And then stay in that present. When you're in the present, I, I want you to smell a flower. I want you to play with a child. Yep. I want you to read a good book, uh, enjoy the sun, uh, you know, look at the colors in the skies and in the trees and just, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment and laugh. I don't think we laugh enough. Mm. I think we're way too serious. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then seek your deliverance, seek yes. your recovery, your deliverance and rest in the rest. Lord. Just rest in the Lord. And when I go to bed at night, if my breathing is shallow and erratic, I know I'm not going to sleep well. But if I can purposely rest in the Lord and do some really strong, deep breathing, and as I'm breathing out, I give you this, Lord. 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 And I'm just really taking those nice, deep breaths. I really only have to do two or three of them, and I'm out. Out. <laughs> and I sleep good all night. It feels good to sleep in the, it in does. the Lord. It does, doesn't it, does. it? It does. So don't go to bed with your problems. Uh, no, no. Don't go to bed with your problems. Uh, throw them all out. <laughs> so, okay, that's too big for me. That one's too big. You take it, Lord. So what's the principle here, Ryan? All right, the principle is I reap what I sow. Mm. I receive whatever I give. It is the principle of sowing and reaping. If I plant corn, I will not grow green beans. <laughs> nope. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Galatians 6, 7. They sow to the wind and reap the whirlwind. Hosea 8, 7. Negativity manifests itself in my life as anxiety and fear. Well, look at that. Yeah. Huh. So if I'm sowing uh, negativity yep. and anxiety... I'm going to reap a whirlwind. Whoa, yeah, it's like a tornado. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we're stuck in an addictive pattern, we're, we're reaping whirlwinds. Yeah. So I want you to go back and I want you to think about what do I want to sow today? What do I want to eat for dinner tonight? <laughs> do I want to eat peace and love and joy? You know, what do I want to eat tonight? So one kernel of corn can produce a hundred kernels on one stalk. So could one negative action, deed or thought, re reap a hundred like it? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Likewise, could one kind, hopeful thought or response reap a hundred more positive interactions? So whatever it is that you need, I've often heard, whatever it is you need, give it away. Yeah. If you need love, if you need encouragement, mm -hmm. if you need affirmation, if you yeah. need peace, yeah. whatever you want to manifest in your life, give those things away. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's a few things that you can do. Number one, evaluate your part of the problem. You can 
only be responsible for yourself, not other adults. Children who are molested have no responsibility for what happened to them. None. 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 Remember that. None. None. No it's matter. Not what, your fault. That's right. No matter what anyone else told you, mm -hmm. they're lying. lying. You had no responsibility in that. Right. I don't care what they did to you or what they talked you into doing. You had no responsibility. That's right. Okay. Number two. You got to educate yourself on your responsibility to make allowances for immature, irresponsible, or abusive adults. To not. To not make allowances. allowances. Right. So, so don't make any excuses for them. Uh, sometimes people are evil and they've done wicked, and you just need to reject it. That's right. And that does not always mean that I'm rejecting the person, but I'm not giving them full access to my life. That's right. No, you don't. It doesn't have to happen again. That's right. I'm not giving them any um, open doors. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because a lot of times you're going to see these people at family reunions and things like that, and you don't want to lose your whole family. Uh, but you can go in with a lot of boundaries, never be alone, Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, make short visits, make visits. If they're coming early, you come late, you know, mm -hmm. if they're coming late, you come early and, you know, just work things out so that you can still have your family and the ones that are good. Okay. So number three, seek deliverance from the person or persons that are abusing or taking advantage of you. Yes. Set very firm boundaries and figure out how to empower yourself. Do not give your power away. So a lot of times we're, we're uh, people pleasers and we give away everything that God has provided for us yeah. to have, to be able to empower us. Yeah. And we're wanting, we're giving it away to be able to get the affirmation and approval yeah. of others. So yeah. what I want you to do, if you find an area in your life that has an imbalance or where you overgive, I want you to set a boundary on yourself and set you up an accountability partner. Uh, if you're normally giving away half of your paycheck trying to help people out then then don't do that set up a limit i'll give away no more than ten dollars a week mm -hmm. you know whatever it is that you set up set up a boundary for yourself mm -hmm. you know i found i figured out all my weak areas and i set up a boundary for myself in every area so there are 49 character traits to christ and i can look at those character traits and look at the opposite one and whichever character i'm weakest in is where the enemy is going to be throwing darts at me and where i'm going to be tested right. it's where i'm going to have trials and tribulations so i want to be able to choose to walk in healthy character right. okay number four number four find safe people and places to build community support groups and or professional counseling so sometimes sometimes if you can't get free it's time to time to call in the big dogs and, yeah. and figure out okay what do i do with this right. and, and i want you before you turn to medicine i want you to turn to uh, really working through the processes of trauma working through the processes of torment working through the processes of fear and anxiety and suicidal thinking uh, i don't i don't want you to mask it but i want you to feel it and and not stuff it yeah and, and sometimes you know you need medication right. sometimes you're not going to get through this without some but and God works through medication. He, also. he can, he yeah, can, he, he can. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes there's a chemical imbalance right. and, and sometimes mm -hmm. when you're coming off of uh, substance use, it's really scary and that's what you need. But other times, uh, the, the time for that's passed and now you're strong enough to start facing some of these emotions when they come on you really strong. Yeah. So I want you to start developing other interests like gardening, woodworking, crafting, both photography, music, art, find ways to invest in yourself yeah. because uh, if you've done a lot of self-destruction, yeah, 
you may not have ever invested in yourself. You got to do some building. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've, we've been tearing down our whole lives. Now it's right. time to build up. Yeah. So work through six and seven. Okay. So, uh, and we also, we, we relax, we rest, uh, we take a deep breath and let go of everything you can't fix. Yes. There's a lot of things you just can't fix. We got to let those things go. Right. And pray deliverance scriptures from the Psalms. So I, I like to do it in the mornings. I like to, um, mm -hmm. I, I read my, my scripture that I get from my pastor in the mornings and I write them down. Uh, I, I'm a firm believer in pen to paper. Uh, when I write it down, I, I, I give life to, to whatever I'm, whatever I'm writing. And then I try to, to read it slowly about three times after praying for the Holy spirit to show me what I need and, mm -hmm. and pray, pray, pray all throughout the day. And, and I just pray to him like he's my friend. Um, He's no, no longer, I, do, I don't, oh, holy father art thou, and I don't have to do that. Um, some people may, that's fine. Me, I talk to, to Jesus and God like he's, like he's my friend. Um, so you're talking about relationship. Absolutely. I have a relationship with God yeah. today. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Healthy one. Yeah. And that way you've got, yeah. you've got some place to go. You've got some place to turn. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times when I just give it to the Lord, all of a sudden I've got this scripture that's given me the answer absolutely and so that's why you want to um engraft scripture into your heart uh, mm -hmm. you want to get it before the frontlets of your eyes you want to you want to you know how shall a young man keep his way pure uh, by meditating on your word you know so we want to meditate on god's word because that's going to bring us health and that's going to bring us wellness and life so there are some problems that are repetitive or repetitive thoughts that go on for decade after decade it is like going around and around the same block with just different scenarios mm -hmm. the conclusion is the same I am helpless to change this situation. This could be an injustice in the present or the past that you cannot reconcile. Like, like something that happened to you that was really bad. You just can't reconcile. You can't make any sense out, out of it at all. It could be a circumstance outside your control or a circumstance set up to control you. And we can think of these things all day and all night, but there's just no way to solve the unsolvable. We cannot think our way through some problems or around it or past it and more, more rumination over the situation just robs me of today. So that's when we just let it go. You know, we have to, yeah. I mean, or it'll rob us of tomorrow also. Right. Over right. and over again. Yeah. And like, like, like the insanity. Yeah. You know, that, that when you started to read that conclusion, it was, it was, the debt hopped out at me, mm -hmm. you know, doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah, read our scripture. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Father God, help me to recognize my wounds and take them to the altar and release them to you. I forgive everyone who has hurt me. I give up my right to hold a grudge. Help me enjoy each day one moment at a time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's, mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, this is a rock of recovery. Thank you. This was lesson nine in the Tormented Mind book. Uh, we're on Angie G. Meadows YouTube. We're on Rock of Recovery Podcast. The PDFs are in ablersjourney.com. And we'll be back with sober emotions in the next lesson. Let's stop sharing and give a proper goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.